The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I really want to serve a role in this program, and this program has become one where I speak for you, and I tell you about things you don't know, and I try to encourage you to muster the courage that is needed, and I think you have, and I think a lot of times we can't get in touch with those endeavors we need to be involved in if we don't know what's going on. And a lot of us didn't know what was going on in our schools until COVID, until we started to get a look right there on the laptop screen in front of us with Zoom school, what teachers were doing. Now, uh, Democrats are pretty much, teachers unions are pretty much saying the quiet part out loud and, and, and advertising the quiet part out loud. You see every day on social media videos of school board meetings across the country where parents are protesting things that school boards are promoting. Here's a clip of a mom in Encinitas, California. Now, California, hmm, not a conservative state. But that doesn't mean there aren't conservative people there. And it doesn't mean that there won't be accountability brought down upon the heads of a school board that sent out a flyer for... A family-friendly drag show. And guess who sponsored the family-friendly drag show? A gender-affirming sexual mutilation clinic. And a gay bar. Yes, a school board. Elected school board members actually thought it would be a good idea to, one, advertise a family-friendly drag show, two, have it sponsored by a gender-affirming care sexual mutilation clinic, cut the breasts, healthy breasts, off a child, a minor girl, mutilate a boy's genitalia to fashion the genitalia God gave him at birth into what girls are given at birth, and a gay bar as a sponsoring entity of a family-friendly drag show. This mom in California, not having it, and it really doesn't sound like too many parents in the room disagreed with her either. You owe us an answer. No. And you know, you don't get to hide by just taking something down off Peachtree and calling it a day. You owe an explanation right. and an apology. You all got caught with your starting panties down. And while we have a culture that has a massive problem with child porn, with sex trafficking, you, a little school district board of adults made the decision to feature an event to hypersexualize young children. Do you want to know that the word that defines that? It's groomer. You all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21 plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps. And we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. You all stepped out of line. You should be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing loving. No. There's nothing. Let's unite and include. Because the logical conclusion of that is you end up in diabolical evil. That is exactly right. 
100% right. And the Justice Department can brand parents domestic terrorists all they want to. People will not be deterred when they are given ample reason to believe that people are trying to steal their children away from them, ideologically and eventually physically. Parents will not be silenced. And you should just know, if you're going to vote for Tim Ryan, if you're going to vote in the Ohio Supreme Court for any justices other than Sharon Kennedy for Chief Justice, Pat Fisher, Pat DeWine for Justice, then you are voting for family-friendly drag shows, you are voting for sexual ideology and gender identity to be crammed down the instructive minds of kindergarten first, second, and third grade students in the state of Ohio, you are voting for a day when there will be no restrictions on boys masquerading as girls, pretending as girls, or being mentally ill into believing they are girls, being allowed to use the same bathroom as your daughters and granddaughters, the same showers as your daughters and granddaughters, and play the same sports and take opportunities away from your daughters and granddaughters. My my daughter, my oldest daughter, is right now attending a Christian college out of state. She got a portion of our cost paid by the school for her academics and her soccer. If she played with boys, as good as she is, she would have... No chance, because when I went out to watch her play, one of her first college games, the men's team at this Christian school just happened to play the next game. And you are lying to yourself if you believe that any man on that pitch would not be a superstar, would not be (laughs) much faster, much stronger, much more capable than any girl on that same field. It is ludicrous, ludicrous for the Biden administration to contend that Title IX protections, which more than anything else, created opportunities in sports for girls. It is ludicrous for the Biden administration to say that Title IX protections should apply to gender. That's like saying, we're going to create opportunities for women and give them to men. That's what they would do if they expand Title IX to include gender-protected, transgender people. We're going to create opportunities for girls, and every single one of them is going to go to a biological man pretending to be a girl. That's the looking glass through which the Biden administration operates. So, I said, if you vote for Tim Ryan, you're voting for that. I say, no, 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 Bruce. Tim Ryan has changed. Tim Ryan has come around. I hear all these Tim Ryan commercials where he says, I voted with Trump on trade. I'm all in on Trump on trade. Okay, well, okay. Um, The problem with being a congressman for two decades is that you probably run into a microphone a time or two, and, you know, some semi-fascist probably has a camera rolling when you're in front of that microphone. Well, some semi-fascist did have a camera rolling back in 2016. When Tim Ryan was talking about Donald Trump, 
And it doesn't sound like he was with Trump on trade back then. That's what's at stake. And I don't mean to be graphic, but this guy, to our friends in the trades, to our steel workers, who he's been treating very unfairly, very unfairly, he will, he will gut you and he will walk over your cold, dead body and he won't even flinch. He'll climb over your cold, dead body and get on his helicopter. Right? I don't mean to be dramatic, but that's what's at stake. (laughs) And we have a candidate that I've never been more proud to support. Someone, when we were trying to put tariffs on this Chinese steel, she was testifying to say, slap the tariffs on the Chinese steel. Our companies in New York are getting hurt. That was Hillary Clinton. That's what's at stake. Uh, wow. He's all in on Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. I've also seen clips of him saying that uh, he has to suck up to Chuck Schumer a little bit. And I love Nancy Pelosi. But his commercials say he voted with Trump and he really likes Trump and Trump was great. I also love Alan in that clip. Uh, Tim Ryan said, I don't want to be graphic. And then he said, he will gut you. And walk over your cold, dead body. He doesn't want to be graphic. He also said, I don't mean to be dramatic. Now, you tell me. Would he will gut you? Is that a bit graphic? I think that's a bit graphic. graphic. And then he says, (laughs) I don't want to be dramatic. He will walk over your cold, dead body. If he didn't want to be dramatic, he wouldn't have said it like he said it. (laughs) He said it like a drama queen. I don't want to be dramatic. Oh, Two-Face Tim, Lion Ryan. Please don't put him in the Senate. Well, the big Jan 6 committee met yesterday. Did you see that, Alan? Are they still together? We're still together. Aww. They're the band that everybody wants to break up that won't. <laughs> They're so cute. Not like the Beatles and not like other bands. Uh, but Benny Thompson, he is the uh, leader of the band. He is a uh, congressman, Benny Thompson. And uh, he made the big blockbuster announcement yesterday that they're going to subpoena the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, to come in and testify. Uh, here's Benny making that announcement. So we want to hear from him. The committee needs to do everything in our power Mm. to tell the most complete story possible and provide recommendations to help ensure nothing like January 6th ever happens again. I sense a new phrase uh, becoming common to Democratic policies. We're doing everything we can. We're doing everything we can on gas prices. We're doing everything we can to uh, lower grocery prices. We're doing everything we can to get to the bottom of January 6th. Well, they really aren't doing everything they can in any way. Because if January 6th was the uh, horrible, terrible, awful, very bad day that they said it was, and they wanted to get to the bottom of it, uh, why didn't they subpoena Donald Trump first? I'll tell you why. Because... Less than 30 days before the midterms, they know that they're going to lose the majority in the House in the midterm election. 
And when they lose the majority in the House, they will no longer have oversight power to put together a partisan hack committee like this. Say, wait a minute, it's bipartisan, Bruce, bipartisan. It has Liz Cheney on it. It has Adam Kinzinger on it. Um, yeah. No, the Benedict Arnold and uh, <laughs> actually, actually, Liz Cheney. I'm, I don't. I I don't have a female traitor. I'm sure there have been some, uh, but there's nothing bipartisan about it. If Nancy Pelosi picks all the members, so they waited until the very end to subpoena Donald Trump, knowing that Trump would fail to comply with the subpoena on the time schedule necessary to come before the committee before it is disbanded. You say, well, what's the upside of that? The upside of that is then they can forever complain that they were on the cusp of getting to the bottom of January 6th. We issued a subpoena for Donald Trump. And then those evil Republicans won control of the House, and they disbanded our committee, and they don't want answers about January the 6th. Well, we don't want answers about January 6th because we already got the answers about January 6th. Donald Trump said some dumb things. There were some people who got swayed by a few crazy militia types who took him literally and wanted to overthrow the government. And it's interesting to me, they released all this never-before-seen footage. I mean, you can really tell this is a TV production, right? Like, I'm just curious. Does Nancy Pelosi always have an HBO documentary crew following her around. Is that something you get when you're Speaker of the House? Are they following you 24-7, 365? Well, you have one. Why were... <laughs> yeah, it's my Samsung. I carry it in my back pocket. Why Why was she in the crosshairs of the camera that entire day? I've said before, and I will say because I believe it with every last breath I hold, they got exactly what they wanted on January the 6th. The only never-before-seen video that you'll never see is when they got together and they were rubbing their hands together in glee that they had baited Trump supporters into storming the Capitol. All that stuff you saw yesterday, a lot of it was acting. Not all of it was acting, because I think they were genuinely scared. And I got to admit, there's a part of me that when I watch that tape, First of all, how ridiculous were they all together with their masks on? Still? They were so afraid that, oh my goodness, what if those people actually get into the Capitol? What if we actually have to interact with real American citizens? Did you catch that disdain that they had? Now, their fear, I understand where it came from, and I did not want anything to happen to them in the way of physical harm. But it was interesting how not just fearful, but disdainful they were that people would dare to come into the hallowed 
grounds of the U.S. Capitol. That's our capital, Nancy. That's not your capital. I know you think of it as your own little personal castle and fiefdom. We pay for it. It's ours. Haven't they said in the past, I'm sure some of them said, the people's the house. The people's house. Yeah, it's the people's house. Just just don't let the people don't let the people in, please. Don't let the people in. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching them reveal who they really are. They're not servants of the people. We're the servants. They're royalty. They're not accountable to you and me. And all this is a big production. It's a TV production, and it's a political science production. And so they waited to the very end to subpoena Trump because they don't want Trump to go in there and testify. They want to be able to complain about Trump forever. Trump is the greatest gift they've ever gotten. It is the one thing they've been able to pervert into a plausible case for why they should stay in power, except they're so inept when they have power that everything they touch doesn't turn to gold. It turns to something that we clean out of our horse's stall and put on our garden. Is this their October surprise? I sure hope so. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're Herschel Walker phony baloney. Hey, he paid for an abortion once, so vote for the guy who wants to make abortions available all the time. That surprise didn't work. Oxymoronic. Abortion bad when Herschel does it. Abortion great. When Raphael Warnock does it and green lights it, that did. I mean, I hope so. I hope that's their October surprise, because if that's their October surprise, they're going to be in for a November surprise. So it's it's nothing that you see is what it really is, least of which is Benny Thompson saying, oh, we're going to we got to hear from Donald Trump. Well, then call him in first. I mean, he's. From the very beginning, you've said he was the mastermind of the whole thing. No, you bring in, like, Cassidy Hutchinson, and you bring in all these other people. If it's really that important, why did you pause it? Why did you go for it every single day? Because I'll tell you what. When the Republicans get control of the House, I long for the day that Anthony Fauci and Chris Ray. And Merrick Garland are in front of a House subcommittee. Because we won't wait.